2015, I did a thing. I did something that scared me, something that excited me, something that was unknown to me. In 2015, I published a book. That book was called Wrapped in Skin. And from that day, it has changed my life consistently. Almost daily, it has affected me. And my hope is that everyone who's picked the book up from that time has had some impact, been impacted in some way by the words on those pages. This is an opportunity for us to unpack those concepts, to really dive deep. You'll get a front row seat to hear me talk to people about what it is to live a life of purpose. What is existence? What is life itself? Why are we here? You'll get to ask your questions, have comments heard and talked about on the show. And maybe at some point, some of you will have an opportunity to come on and talk about your own personal experience and your own life's journey. My name is Justin Jamar Grooms, and I want to welcome you to Wrapped, the podcast. What's up, good people? This is Justin Jamar Grooms, back with another episode of the Wrapped in Skin podcast. Oh my goodness, super excited about what's happening with season three. If you have not checked out the past episode called Too Comfortable in the Chaos with my good friend Carol Hernandez, you're missing out. You need to go check that episode out. Uh, There's been so many comments, thoughts, shares, messages, DMs, uh, because she literally came through and poured her heart out on that episode. Matter of fact, I think it was the first time that she's ever really shared that story in public. And she, you know, I'm grateful that she decided to do it on the Wrapped in Scam podcast uh, because it's blessed so many people already. It's been a week and it's uh, blessed so many people. If you didn't check out episode one of season three called Magnum Opus, uh, specifically if you're new to this podcast, I think that will give you a really crystal clear understanding of what this podcast is the whole intent behind it what i believe i am created to do uh, and why this is this is such a labor of love for me so if you haven't checked out the first two episodes of season three go take a listen and um you know i think i think they'll both bless you depending on where you are but i know the last episode there's so many people who find themselves in the exact same situation that carol was in and she really gives you some some insight on how to get out of those situations and how to uh, how to come out on the other side. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, she's still working, but you know she gave some really good jewels and and thoughts on uh, people who are dealing with tough relationships, toxic situations, abusive situations, a lot of stuff about parenthood and and what that looks like. So again, go check that out. It is. Um, Valentine's week if if you celebrate that thing I won't give my thoughts on Valentine's Day today <laughs> but uh you know it's the week of love it's the week of love so if you've got somebody that you love or you're trying to love somebody hopefully you have a good uh good Valentine's Day and you're able to um to enjoy yourself enjoy yourself enjoy one another and kind of staying on the topic of uh of love I really want to dive into what love is uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about the different types of love because uh, there, there are a few different types of love. 
Uh, I, I want to talk about the love that not romantic love, although it can be. But I'm really talking about agape love or this this love that supersedes all. Right. Um, and, and it's really apropos that we're talking about this week because I just had a conversation with a friend of mine who happens to be a pastor. And uh, he's also got a podcast. And on his podcast, I told him I was saying that I live by four principles. You know, there's a few a few kind of tenets that I that I that govern my life. But there are four words that I even have tattooed on me, which I believe are extremely important. And I try to think about those in some capacity every day. Right. So when I was telling him what these words were, he had a couple of thoughts and, and questions uh, about them. And so these words, again, that I allow to govern my life are awareness more specifically, self-awareness, gratitude, compassion, and love. So when I was telling him these these four tenets, he uh, he said, you know, he asked me kind of why, why love isn't first. He thought love should be first because love, in his estimation, was the most important principle of the of the four. And what I told him is that it's no accident that I placed those in that order. All right, like I intentionally placed compassion before love i intentionally placed gratitude before compassion and i intentionally placed awareness before gratitude so i explained to him that in my life and i believe in the lives of many of us love is in fact the result of a thorough understanding and an application of the previous three or the first three you know love itself is a daunting task right it's when you're thinking about loving someone or increasing your capacity to love, that can be complicated. That can be difficult. And we've all heard that, yeah, you should love your neighbors, you should love your enemies, you should love people who hate you. And the idea of that is cool. Like, that's a good idea that we should love everyone. And I don't disagree. But what hasn't been talked about a lot or enough, in my estimation, is like, how do we get there? Like, what are some real practical steps to increase your capacity to love? And I'm not talking about you just because someone told you you should love someone that you say it uh, and kind of in a, in a throw it away fashion. Like, yeah, I love that person. But do you really mean it? What I'm talking about is to get into a place of love that you really mean that you can sustain. I think that's a process. And that process of getting to love builds up on the other three principles. So let's start at the beginning with self-awareness and what is self-awareness like what is it really what does it mean to be self-aware self-awareness in itself is an understanding of your own thoughts your own feelings your beliefs your values and your actions who you are why you do what you do what you believe why you believe those things it is the ability to objectively evaluate again who you are how you relate to the world and it is the practical in my estimation the practical foundation uh, on which the other principles are built on. So you have to start with a base of self-awareness. A healthy self-awareness leads to proper perspective. And I think perspective is the key to life. Like really having good perspective is the key to life. The majority of us uh, will begin to notice that although things in our life may not be perfect, uh, the more self-aware we become, we know that we're doing better than, than most. Right. 
and I would venture to say that if you have access to a listening device and have been able to download this podcast, uh, believe it or not, you're doing better than probably 90% of the people in this world. Now, I know that's hard to hear because some of you may be going through tough times. Uh, Trust me, I know tough times. Me and tough times are very good friends. (laughs) So I get it. But even in the midst of some of my toughest times, uh, I know for a fact that there are millions of people who would pay a lot of money to have my life and to have some of the problems that I'm that I'm dealing with. Right. Uh, and, and this is why I think it's important for most of, for people to travel uh, and not that you have to travel to a different country to really see people who are struggling. You can just travel somewhere, a different part of your city or a different part of your state and find people who are, who are doing worse than you. Uh, and again, that gives you proper perspective and this level of awareness right of of who you are you also get self-awareness by spending time in meditation spending time with god asking for understanding of who you are and what your purpose is Uh, you get self-awareness by reading and listening to content like this and and having thoughts provoked Uh, spending time with yourself alone in your own thoughts sometimes is the best way to get a healthy self-awareness and i think that's the first and most important principle to start with. Once you get to a level of awareness, it gives rise to gratitude. Because again, the more self-aware you become, the clearer your perspective is as it pertains to what other people may be dealing with. And that inherently breeds this sense of gratitude for what you do have. You may not have ever thought that when you get up out of the bed and go use the restroom that it's a privilege to be able to flush the toilet and have running water until you go and see someone who doesn't have access to an indoor toilet or running water or if you can get up and go open a refrigerator there may not be a lot in it but if there's something in it you're doing better than a lot of people who have to get up in the morning and go find their food Uh, those people still exist a lot of them and so again that gives you a sense of gratitude now when you couple self-awareness and gratitude it gives rise to this concern and sympathy for the sufferings and misfortunes of others a lot of which you may have gone unnoticed if you didn't get to a level of self-awareness and gratitude it even over time gives you a desire to aid those or to help those who you see are in bad situation right and we call that compassion there's a certain leaning in that starts to happen when you realize that people are really going through it that there are people who are enduring real suffering there's a there's something changes in your heart it begins to soften right and again we call that compassion you haven't necessarily gotten to the place of love yet but you're tinkering with the idea of love right you're starting to increase your capacity you're starting to invite the remnants of love into your life and the more you lean in the more you get to know the spirit on the inside of that other human vessel so you start to remove the barriers of this skin and this body and this vessel you stop to you stop worrying about if this person looks like you or comes from the same place or is the same gender or speaks the same language because you start to connect on a spiritual level with the other person so it becomes less important our physical differences become less important and what really matters is the spirit on the inside so inevitably after expressing compassion over time that care and concern can turn into an intense feeling of deep 
affection. We call this intense feeling of deep affection, love. It is here in this place that we can really start to expand our capacity and deepen our relationships in this place of love. Again, not perfect love. We haven't gotten to that place yet, but we've gotten to a place where we've increased our capacity on an interpersonal level that we can start to expand and grow from compassion to love. Now for me, and most of you know that I live my life or try as best I can to live my life following the teachings and principles of Jesus Christ, right? I have found no better example of how to live a life or how to do this thing called life than the person of Jesus Christ. So uh, regardless of what religion you are or what you believe, um, even if you don't believe in Christianity per se, I, I think if you if you're trying to find somebody to model your life after, there's no better representation than Jesus Christ. And so when I examine examine Jesus, he literally exuded these principles. And I think he did it in much the same way that I do it. Right. He he started with self-awareness. He moved on to gratitude. He went to compassion. And then the love was ever present and apparent. And so let's start with self-awareness. Like he knew who he was. There was no doubt he knew who he was. In John 8, 12, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Contained in this statement was his purpose. His calling, his reason for existing. There was a self-awareness about who he was. The next phase of that was gratitude. Matthew 13, 16 through 17 says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see, and have not been able to to see them and to hear those things which you hear and have not been able to hear them. So right here, he's speaking about gratitude, being grateful for what you have, simply the ability to see, the ability to hear, the ability to comprehend. That's gratitude. Number three, compassion. Mark one verses 40 through 41 says, and a leper came to Jesus, asking him and falling on his knees, saying, If you are willing, you can make me clean. And listen here. It says, moved with compassion, not moved with love, moved with compassion. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. Compassion. Number three. Finally, love. John fifteen twelve. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And so how had he loved them? He loved them through awareness, gratitude, and compassion. He had a awareness of who he was. He expressed a gratitude for this. Even though it was a burden to bear, he understood his calling and had a had a gratefulness and a gratitude for it. And he implored the people who were following him to share in that gratitude when they thought about their own plight and their own abilities. That led to compassion, not just for the disciples and the people who were around him, 
but also for complete strangers who came up to him asking for things. People that weren't the same ethnic group, people who didn't even believe in all of his teachings, but just wanted to be healed and had a, had a belief, even if it was a little bit of belief. He had compassion for their plight. All of those things combined led to this overflowing, effervescent love. So when people say, yeah, you should just you should just suddenly love everybody. Uh, in a perfect world, again, I think it's yes. Yeah, should we love everybody in a perfect world? We should. But my friends, this is not a perfect world. So it becomes frustrating to attempt to jump to true love without first stepping on the the three previous stepping stones. God is not calling us to leap to love because real true love is a process. With every step, you increase your capacity. You increase your understanding of love. You decrease in yourself and you decrease in your ego. And when you arrive at love, it is both powerful and sustainable. Again, in a perfect world, would it be possible to love every person? Have pure, authentic, unwavering love? Perhaps in a perfect world. Uh, but that's not the world in which we live. Uh, I, I like to use analogies a lot, as, as most of you know. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this very thing. And, and I used the analogy of, I said, you know, if you fall down and break your leg and I come to you and say, get up and walk. You have the you were born with the ability to walk. You should be able to walk. And if I say that without first acknowledging that your leg is broken and that in order to have the ability to walk again, I need to fix your broken leg. And so for some reason, we don't adopt that same attitude when it comes to love. We all came here with the ability and the capacity to love. But the world breaks you. If it doesn't break you completely, it decreases your capacity to love. And so before I tell you to just automatically love someone, even though originally you had the capacity to do so, I have to address your brokenness. And that, my friends, is a process. And I firmly believe that that process starts with self-awareness, leads to gratitude, ends up in compassion, and ultimately finds its way back to your original intent which is to love we can have fake love we can say we love people we can pretend we can ignore our brokenness we can ignore our distrust we can ignore our jadedness we can ignore our experiences and we can just say the words love i love you i've got love for you i love my neighbors i've got love for everybody we can say that but the words are empty if there's not real meaning behind it. If you don't fix the brokenness, if you don't begin to love yourself first, which is another thing we say um, and, and just say it nonchalantly. Loving yourself can be a heavy undertaking, particularly if you've been through some stuff. If you've been trained that you're lesser than or not enough. Or you've had failures in your life or you've had people hurt you in your life or you've had people vilify you in your life. Simply saying to another individual, you should love yourself or you should love your neighbor 
is not enough. You have to fix the brokenness. So self-awareness and self-love is first knowing that God has me here for a reason. Discovering what that is. And even if you don't fully discover it, just knowing that it exists, that your reason for living and breathing is out there. It exists. That's the first step. That's self-awareness, a self-understanding of your thoughts, your objectives, your behaviors. And then this gratitude that I get up, if I can get up tomorrow, if I can open my eyes, if I can think for myself, if I can feed myself, if I can walk outside, if I can feel the sun on my face, if I can feel the wind blow through my hair, not me because I don't have <laughs> hair, but if you can feel the wind blow through your clothes or the sun on your face or even the rain on your skin, that's gratitude because there's people who don't have that opportunity. And because you become aware that other people don't have that opportunity, it gives you compassion for those individuals who don't have the same chances and opportunities that you have. The things you take for granted, you stop taking for granted and you lean in to the needs of those around you who may be less fortunate. And all of those things are the process you go through to rebuilding and increasing your capacity to love. You'll get there. It won't be pure and perfect right away. It's going to take time. But keep pushing through it and you'll get to that place if you truly want to get there. If you're wondering how you can increase your capacity to love, I think those those steps will help you out. I hope this is kind of giving you some insight. It's been a short one, um, but, you know, sometimes short and sweet is what's what's necessary. So I hope this uh, this helped you. I hope you will begin to think about the process of love in those in that way in those those steps um it's a daunting task to love to really love it's not something that just happens overnight it's not something that you just wake up and are able to do as much as we'd like to love everybody that we come in contact with the person who cut you off in traffic today i'm pretty sure you don't love them but self-awareness will let you know that they're also dealing with some stuff that they also have a life uh, gratitude that you're able to get in a vehicle and go to work or get in a vehicle and go see your friends or your family um, will give you compassion for other people who may not have that opportunity. And again, all those things lead you to a place of, of love. I hope you arrive here. I hope you arrive complete. I hope you arrive fulfilled. I hope you arrive having become complete in your awareness, your gratitude, your compassion, and that your love is pure and sustainable. Because for this time, while you're wrapped in the skin, you will be, if you choose it to be so, the very best of God. I love y'all. I mean that. Y'all be good. That's a wrap for this episode, pun intended. I want to thank you for joining us. We hope that you learned something about yourself. Uh, hopefully you heard something that you had otherwise never thought of in that way. We welcome your comments. Please share, subscribe, talk about this with your friends. Uh, our goal is to talk next time about something that you 
want to hear specifically. So comment, uh, message us, email us, let us know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about, what you thought about this episode, and we'll catch you next time. That'll be good.